there was like a kind of a scarce mindset for me when I was getting on hormones because it was like there was no people to kind of go back on for studies. Mm -hmm. So it was like, oh, I am the study. <laughs> you know? Hi, everyone. It's V. Welcome to the very first episode of Don't Ask V That, my podcast where I created a safe space where we can talk about all taboo topics affecting trans women of color and queer youth today. Thank you so much for your support and giving me the chance to even create this space. And make sure to go find this show on all streaming platforms and give me a rate and review. It really helps keep the safe space for queer people of color like myself. <laughs> now, today's topic is gonna be coming out. I think a lot of people are familiar with it and a lot of people aren't. There's a lot of questions surrounding around it and everybody's story is very different. Um, and I thought, why don't we get a kind of compare and contrast kind of story because I am a trans woman of color. We have somebody who is trans mask and that will get us into somebody today I've been following for a long time. I've been fangirling for a long time. <laughs> Alex! Yay, hello. I'm so excited to be here on the first episode. Right! Such a celeb, I'm so excited. I know, how have you been? <laughs> I'm good, how are you? Pretty good. I've been following you for a really long time. Like Me too. I, don't even know how long but a really long time i kind of found out about you through your transition videos for sure i yeah. think a lot of people are I, honestly that's what i found youth from as well and like really? your over exaggerated like oh my expressions <laughs> and stuff but i ate it up i right. love that like i know i gotta stop that out of like fear of judgment yeah but I ate it up. Well, like, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. How has been the TikTok upbringing? What, where did it all start? Yeah, I started like, honestly, I feel like everybody says this, but like during COVID, I honestly started taking it like super seriously. I've yeah. always wanted to be on social media since I was a kid. Like, really? I have little YouTube videos of me like no doing makeup way. tutorials and like, <gasps> it just all came full swing for real. Like during COVID, I literally told my mom, like, I'm going to hit 10K on TikTok. Like, uh -huh. I'm going to be TikTok famous oh like I remember hearing that like Lauren Gray made like 10k off of a brand deal or something and I was uh -huh. like that's gonna be me I that's was like, gonna be yeah I'm gonna do it and it happened and you look where I'm at it. literally no I'm <laughs> the exact same way I had like a YouTube channel when I was in middle school yeah and I would do like the stupidest stuff like <laughs> I would do the blindfold challenge. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the ice bucket challenge. Yeah. There was just so many random things where yeah. I was like introducing myself to people like, who cared? <laughs> <laughs> but I honestly feel like a lot of people have a past of trying to start social media. Yeah. Um, specifically on YouTube. So I don't know. That's where I gained all of my skills for doing it. Yeah. Like editing. 100%. I, I also used to have like fan pages for like, on like, <gasps> like I had Dance Moms fan pages and oh like, and I used to edit and stuff. So I just had like, the editing skills from that. How long that. did those edits take? <laughs> I don't know. Probably like a half hour. Right, like I okay. There's some people who like take hours I on know. it. Some people are so talented at that shit. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, Did you take it super seriously or are you like, no. this is like a fun hobby? Yeah, fun hobby. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> what do you have hobbies for now these days? Um, Makeup, TikTok. Um, mm -hmm. Honestly, I'm boring. I literally just watch TV all the time. I love reality TV. Ooh, I, what are you watching? Um, right now I'm rewatching Big Brother, an epi a season of that. It's like a oh game show. So yeah. good. I haven't watched it before. Do you recommend it? Yes. So okay. good. Yeah. I've only heard of Big Brother because of Frankie Grande. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you watching that season? No, I, I'm watching the season after that, I believe. Oh, but fun, yeah, fun. I 
he just came back on this season and like took some of the guests to an Ariana Grande concert. So. Right. Oh my gosh. Wait, that's <laughs> fun. Right. It was so cool. No, I I suck at TV. Like whenever I watch something, <laughs> I'm always watching it with the intent of like only queer TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I've watched like a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. I've been a stan since I think season ten. Um, and All Stars too. That's where I really like love fell in that. love with like Alaska, yeah. Katia. Yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> I guess that gets us in today's topic about coming out. Yes. Because um, queer representation is so important. And, you know, I think everybody's story is different. Yeah. I think there's no one way to come out. Um, and that's where it kind of gets tricky because it's like there's not a lot of representation. So in the media, it's like, where do you look to? Also, there's not a lot of representation in the education system. So, yeah. But um. Is there a reason for coming out is important to you as a topic? I think for me coming out was important just because I I felt so much more free after yeah. I came out. I I felt very isolated and just like scared even though mm-hmm. I honestly had nothing to be scared of. Like my family is so supportive yeah. and like it's just like what society makes you think of everything. Like I was literally just yeah. petrified and I would just keep to myself. So I just felt so much more free coming out like okay. 100%. Period. Yeah. No, I feel exactly the same. But tell me a little more about your upbringing. Like, how's your family life? Yeah. My family 100% supportive. Like, I grew up in a little small town in Ohio, which mm-hmm. the small town itself, not very, <laughs> oh, very yeah, yeah, yeah. yee not, not, not exactly the same Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I moved to Arizona when I got into high school, and I actually, like, seen queer people i was like wow mm-hmm. like there's actually queer people at my school like I'm gagged by that yeah because my no me. that's yeah my school i only had like uh like 50 people at my school in my class yeah. in ohio and then i moved to a school that had like a thousand in my class so it was mm-hmm. just like so many more people that i like seen and mm-hmm. i was like holy crap like people are just actually able to be themselves and like be comfortable being out so like mm-hmm. it made me feel more comfortable being like or being like comfortable with my sexuality and stuff because at the time I was very much in the closet very much deep down like my transness was just so hidden like I just did not want to even think about it like I would literally just watch like trans films on YouTube like little short films and just like cry I remember like this is so embarrassing but it's not because it's real like Mm -hmm. I would (laughs) I think I was in like seventh grade or something I would make like popcorn and Pepsi it was like my little my little duo and I would watch just gay short films and just like cry which is like fine but it was like it was a vibe honestly and I was like (laughs) I felt seen and heard from these little short films and I just like it's like wow. Where did you find them? Were they on YouTube? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I would just look up trans short films. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like, yeah. Were they like good or were they yeah, kind of corny? Were, they were corny, but okay. they're also they were also just like I was like wow, like yeah. it's also just good at the same time because yeah. it was just I, any queer representation I could get at that time, I would try to get. Like exactly. I didn't back then. It's I obviously there's... settling for the bare minimum. No, sometimes. genuinely, <laughs> genuinely. Because I'm like, I don't know. There, since there isn't a lot of representation in the media, it's like things aren't always as professional as we could, you know. Yeah. Enjoy it to be. <laughs> yeah. I literally just watched, like, like I said, I love reality TV. I watched yeah. this one reality TV show on MTV, and I think it's called Love Is Not a Lie or something. Uh-huh. And there was like a queer couple on there and like I felt so represented by them because they were actually like how I like view myself 
like they use the same pronouns as me they were very like fluid with themselves and I was like oh my gosh like I literally love this and they got treated like shit on the show and I just I was like it just ruined it like I felt so bad for them I was so happy for that representation and then you see how these trans people get treated especially yeah. with reality tv and the way it's edited uh, oh my when gosh it even started like I'd love to be on reality reality tv but that's like my fear is, yeah like, they would like are you scared of being a villain I think I definitely would be a villain just because like on reality tv I feel like everybody's just scared of everybody and I'm mm-hmm. like I wouldn't be scared of everyone I would yeah. just be like this is how I feel right this is... are you the blunt type yes very okay. and like but I also feel like like big brother I'd be so good at that game because I would be so just fake and good at it right and like I just uh. I'm so confrontational so I feel <laughs> yeah. like I would get myself in a fight but also I don't want to like cause issues I'm <laughs> somebody who's like I don't I don't want to be somebody who's causing harm for anybody's feelings yeah i'm very like rational so if it's gonna be confrontational it's gonna be deep (laughs) (laughs) hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Where did coming out start for you? Okay, when I was like 13, I remember I was literally this one day I was just arguing with this kid online because he posted something like homophobic on yeah. his Snapchat story. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't having it. I was like, what is wrong with you? Like, what is this? Like. <laughs> yeah come on and I was getting so into it I was sitting on my bed like oh my god like what like going in I was literally crying I was getting so in my feels my mom was like my mom's like what is wrong like are you okay and I was like this kid online like he's just stressing me out and she asked me why and I told her and I was like this is just the time I was like this is just I'm just gonna be like it's because like I'm so affected by this because I'm gay and what Mm. he's saying Mm -hmm. is affecting me personally and and they're supportive my mom gave me a hug and everything and like it was all good like they were just like okay like yeah cool <laughs> yeah and they didn't really think twice about like my they sexuality have history with like being friends with queer people i'm assuming um we no. don't really have queer people in ohio like right. i mean my aunt is queer so i feel like that was like the first honest representation that i've seen of oh, okay. someone queer that's and great yes love oh, my that's aunt. so good yeah that's always good to have a family member who has been through it yeah and can guide you because a lot of people are having the opposite issue where they're getting kicked out from their family yeah and they have to sort of build up family so mm-hmm. it's amazing that you had a support system yes i am I love very privileged you. and just so grateful that my family was so as accepting as they are and yeah would they like would do anything to help my mental health so I definitely appreciate that. That's amazing. What about you? For me, my mom is very accepting. I also grew up in a small town like you, but I grew up in different parts of it because I was moving around all of my adolescence. So I was first in more of an area where it wasn't as gentrified and it wasn't the suburbs because I was the hood and (laughs) going to school, I think it was kindergarten and I was already somebody who's like a femboy mm-hmm. at the time. This is before I was coming out. But I always knew. I It was just something that I always knew in my heart. I think mm-hmm. I was four. 
And what's interesting is that I never really had queer representation at all, like, before that. It was really just expressing my feelings to my mom and being like, this is how I feel, do you know anything about it? And I kind of asked you if there was any queer people in your family. And I think for me, there wasn't, but there was this one person who just was gay. They were super close to my family and my uncle took him in and through that we became really close to them and I think through that my mom learned about the queer community yeah I'm assuming I, this is all like yeah. who knows <laughs> yeah I I mean people could just be amazing like my mom is because yeah. when I came out she literally I would tell her what I was feeling and essentially she would just like put a label to what I was feeling so I was just like I feel like a girl I want to express myself more feminine and she's like do you think you could maybe be trans and I'm like what is that yeah. and she kind of just educated me through it which was the best thing honestly I love um, that. it was really just she was afraid about people's opinions yeah how they would treat me my safety because coming out at a young age kids can be brutal 100. um I think kids in general are brutal. Yeah. Like they're just blunt because they don't have anything. Kids are brutal. Adults are brutal. You know, there's no Old filter. people are brutal. Right. <laughs> like it all for different reasons. Like I feel like kids are brutal because they just have no filter and yeah. they're living authentically without being and they're so uneducated, st structured as well. yet. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So they only really know what their parents taught them. 100%. And then the parents, I feel like, on the other hand, are if they aren't accepting or fueling ideas into their brains or just have a bunch of ways they grew up that were, I don't know, a space where it wasn't okay to be queer. Mm -hmm. What was the best part of your coming out story? Um, I think the best part of it was the fact that I was so nervous and scared for no reason. Like, mm -hmm. like I said, it was just a weight lifted off my shoulders afterwards. It was just something that I would, it would consume me. I would think about it every day, like specifically like Christmas, it literally ruined like of like 2021. It was like mm -hmm. the hardest, like I was going through it, like with my gender and stuff. And I was just mm -hmm. struggling so much. I just couldn't sit comfortably. I couldn't like, it was just consuming my mind. I literally yeah. was just crying in my room on Christmas. I was like, this is like, I. I need to tell someone about this yeah. and I literally texted my mom coming out as like gender fluid because I was literally so scared. I was literally like I can't even like come to words and my mom was literally asking me every day like are you okay like what's wrong because she could notice that like mm -hmm. I was visibly not doing well like because mm -hmm. I was just so like sad like I just yeah. wasn't myself. I wanted to talk about it and I texted my mom I sent her like links and stuff just to educate her on what it was and stuff because I knew that my mom obviously like has known about trans people and 100% accepts but I just knew that she wouldn't like know about what gender fluid was and I would have to like send definitions send links like mm -hmm. and everything so I did that but she literally came into my room and was gave me the biggest hug and told me that everything was okay and that was literally like Oh, just such like I felt like my shoulders just dropped and it was just so much better and I just felt so amazing after coming out yeah, for sure for sure no I'm somebody who is definitely a mama's girl um, <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely relate to that because I'll go to my mom for issues that are just pertaining to my life and I don't know it feels good when they can fully understand you yeah and I'm, I want to commend you so much for even having the courage to do that because it's like 
and what we're in a place where we have to educate the parents like what like <laughs> yeah. you know that that takes that's like a trailblazer right there yeah, for sure for sure and i feel like we shouldn't have to but you know it's gonna be great for the generations to come for queer people to already be in the media um sure. so when we tell our stories and we share our struggles and experiences vulnerably i feel like at least there was somebody out there who was saying something yeah um i remember being more scared than anything because mm -hmm. i came out in second grade and in first grade i was just every single day i would come home and i would put on accessories that made me feel pretty feminine so i would put on like little hair clips mm -hmm. and I, I don't know if you know those little hair clips that they used to have at hot topic I don't. You don't? I oh my don't. gosh. They used to have like this huge section of little hair clips that were just in different colors. I had, my favorite one was the mint one. I don't know why. I was just like, <laughs> they go with my outfit. outfits. <laughs> Third grade, I was like, I cannot go back to school without being myself. Um, and at that point, I was like, other people's opinions do not pertain to how I'm going to be presenting to the world because it's just like, I need to live authentically. Yeah. And I did. I felt so free. I remember just walking in with so much confidence. I wasn't even thinking of like naysayers, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, more so until like I got down and actually had conversations with people. So it's kind of like the, you know, walking with your headphones and yeah. you, you're going in with a vibe, yeah. <laughs> not letting anybody tear you down, um. Um, except I had no phones. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just so liberating. I never went through, I guess I went through dysphoria in the way where I just felt like not myself, but yeah. I went through it more later in my transition. I know you talk online a little bit about dysphoria that you were yeah, feeling. Yeah, 100%. Do I, you still feel that today? Okay, so basically I get dysphoria and sometimes it gets so bad that I have what I call like dysphoria attacks. Like mm. it's like similar mm -hmm. to like an anxiety attack, but it's like induced by dysphoria. Like I just do not, like I I'm literally- all the time. Yeah, like I'm literally crawling out of my body. Like I physically just want out of this shell. Like yeah. I'm like, who is this person? I don't know what's going on. And yeah, but after I started testosterone, it definitely, like, I've only had, like, one of those since starting testosterone. I've been on it for almost 10 months. So, That's amazing. Yeah, and it's literally, it's, testosterone definitely changed my life 100%. Like, What was your determining factor for? I thought about taking testosterone, like, for a, about a year and a half because I just very much wanted to make sure it was something I wanted to do, and I wanted to know everything about it, all the, like, health like risks and everything like I wanted to know everything about it mm -hmm. and literally one day it was not like a like spontaneous decision but I also was just like F it like I'm gonna start it I have been putting it off for way too long like yeah. I feel like I'm literally just making myself sad like yeah. why don't I just be myself for and sure. do it <laughs> no as you should was so, there a reason you were putting it off or? I think like I was scared I was gonna regret it which is yeah. so dumb because I'm literally zero percent of regret like yeah. <laughs> i love that no i was honestly the opposite i was like i saw everybody getting boobs and going through puberty at a yeah. young age and i was just like what's happening Where, where's, where's my boobs yeah. like, <laughs> not knowing i mean obviously knowing that i 
cannot get them biologically, but going through hormones was one of the most life-changing things, especially at a young age. I just remember like begging my doctor to put me on it as young as possible. Mm -hmm. And I remember she made me wait for a year um, just because there was no other kids who were doing that at the time. Um, And so it was more of like a health risk of like what, you know, we don't have a lot of education about this. And I got a blocker. I think when it started to die off of the blocker, because it's already in my arm, I was so far into the delusion that I, this was naturally what was happening with my body. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I say delusion lightly, because I think it's a sense of feeling your euphoria to the highest extent. But I would, in a sense, forget to take my hormones. And it kind of led me to a revert, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so my testosterone levels went up. So mm-hmm. did or my voice went the opposite. And I had just the natural changes that a man would if they were to be going through puberty. It's been pretty recent for me with dysphoria and feeling it on this level. Like, I, of course, I felt it in the past, but more now than ever. I've just always been somebody who's very open and candid on social media. And for this last couple of months, like... I just had to talk about anything that wasn't about trans topics because it was too triggering for me. It was, it's kind of hard to do that in the public eye, especially if you're like really going through it and trying to accept yourself. Because in a sense, I had to find exception within my new body. And so it's very hard to open up about like, why would you want to just kind of turn on the camera and start crying (laughs) yeah do you ever like struggle with um opening up about on camera or is it something that's natural to you i sometimes struggle to open up on camera but i also like don't at the same time i yeah i feel like i struggle to especially like i mean everybody there's so much going on with trans people right now. Like, mm-hmm. it, there's always stuff going on with trans people. Like, yeah. it's just scary in the world as a trans person and sharing that online. So being the being vulnerable aspect is scary, but I also like to think about all the people who are going to watch that. Like, Absolutely. how, like, just me watching, like, those trans short films and, like, little stuff on YouTube. Like, that helped me so much that, like, I want to be that for other people. I want to share my experiences and how I feel so that other people can also just relate to that and mm-hmm. know that there's at least one person out there that feels somewhat the same as them and they can relate in some sort of capacity. I love that. No, I feel like I've even felt like belonging with the videos that you've made. I remember there's this one video you made about tape. It was in the mirror. I think it's your pinned video. Yes. That's literally, it's <laughs> that like one of my most powerful. Thank like, you. oh my gosh. Thank I, you. Astounding. Just Thank gotta you. say. <laughs> no, that, that literally booked me like a short film in London. It was so cool. No way. <laughs> yes. It was literally so cool. <laughs> Is it out now? <laughs> no. If you're watching this, people, get it out. Right. <laughs> the production needs to. For real, I literally played like a trans person. It was so cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So <gasps> That's amazing. Yes, but. <sighs> I yeah I love making those videos and just like being vulnerable with myself like I said helps yeah. other people like like you said even you watching that which makes me feel so cool by the way. exactly <laughs> no it made, it made me feel something and it's like it doesn't even pertain to my gender identity but I think that goes to show 
that people need to hear about us and need to hear our stories so they can get familiar with it because if it's not in the education system where else is it going to be exactly (laughs) yeah someone's got to do it someone's got to talk about it exactly we'll be those people exactly (laughs) so this one's more so for a hypothetical kind of situation but do you wish you did anything sooner um in your transition i do wish i did only like i wish i like realized sooner i wish i would have tried to explore things sooner like like i said it was just so deep down and i just didn't even allow myself to explore anything i just was like that's not true i'm just not gonna do that but i wish that i could have like lived my high school experience like as me and just like like take a girl to homecoming instead of go with a boy and Mm -hmm. like all that like it's all stuff that genuinely hurts my heart but i don't regret a thing at the same time i feel like everything happened at the time it was supposed to and i'm here for the reason that i'm supposed to be and started testosterone when i was supposed to and yeah Yeah. i think like going back also and wishing what could i do is kind of harmful yeah in a way because it's like it stops you from accepting yourself yeah it stops you from living in reality it stops you from just being your authentic self in general yeah um i guess like for me only thing would be like honestly younger and <laughs> i know yeah. i came out at like what seven <laughs> but like i just wish i could live my life authentically yeah. from the very beginning 100 percent. and i believe there's studies where like you're able to tell if somebody's brain has a different gender identity that aligns with the sex that they're born with that's so cool but it's just not studied enough yeah so it's like i really wish that technology would get with us right (laughs) um but you know there's not a lot of trans healthcare in general so it's like like, where do we even start but i i feel like there was like a kind of a scarce mindset for me when i was getting on hormones because it was like I don't know if you relate to this, but there was no people to kind of go back on for studies. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, I am the study. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, so I was just kind of learned so much along the way. Yeah. And it almost makes me feel responsible in a way to share what I like my body is going through, not yeah. even just like the vulnerable personal experience. Like to end off all of these thoughts (laughs) that I have um, for wishing I did anything sooner. Of course, I wish I could be out at a younger age, (laughs) Yeah, but I wish I took my hormones more seriously. And I hope that is a message that relates to other trans girls out there because you can feel your gender euphoria to the highest extent, but you have to remember how you're able to feel that, how you're able to have that medical care so don't take it for granted. Starting testosterone was honestly so easy for me. And like, I do want to be open about that because it was like, I w- it was so, I literally went on like a website and I just get it ordered every, I went go through folks. I just get it ordered and it comes to me every month in the mail. Like it was the easiest experience ever for me. Like nice. I didn't have to go through anything like how a lot of people do have to go through to get their hormone therapy. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you have to like get diagnosed with gender dysphoria and you have to go like through all just everything just you have to go to the pharmacy that's even scary like people getting denied their stuff like it's so it's just so scary like and yeah not to get even deeper at the end of this but was all your health care in ohio um i 
No. I, I I just pay for testosterone like online. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's do you have like a resource that you could share with people? Maybe? It's like folks. folks? Yeah, okay, that's yeah. What I go through. I've heard a lot of people use plume. Yeah. Um I feel really bad for the people out there who are getting their hormone therapy taken away from them. Especially because I've heard that plume has gotten banned in Florida recently. That's so heartbreaking. Like I, I know. I couldn't even imagine like just getting it ripped away from right. Because like, the whole it's literally point, life yeah, saving. Exactly. Like there's like what like four hundred and thirty something anti trans bills going out right now. Like that's oh, just I know. Yeah. insane. It's horrific. I. It just makes me want to go to certain locations and go march with them and yeah. protest with them. One hundred percent. Because it's like we live in such a place where we can't express ourselves freely and i think a lot of people forget that there is a bubble outside of your own yeah <laughs> so you know there's a lot going around for the trans people around the world right now um and i just even for the like you're not able to as a kid anymore which is already heartbreaking but just for the adults out there as well, like there's going to be a huge flood of people who are wanting to continue their health care. That is a normal everyday health care. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just going to be backed up with so many people because there's lack of resources in certain locations. Yeah. And to take away an online resource is just so stupid. Like there is a lot of people who don't have accepting families. There's a lot of people who don't feel comfortable talking to somebody about their issues. No, it was literally the easiest experience. Like I yeah. FaceTimed someone, the oh, really? physician, and they like talked to me about what my goals were, like yeah. educated me about testosterone, mm -hmm. told me all the risks and everything. Yeah. And like, it was just so easy. Yeah. And like, I'm so grateful that it was that easy because going through all of that is just so scary like mm -hmm. you just it's just so scary was there anybody who supported you through it um my girlfriend yes i have oh, nice. yes i moved i live with my girlfriend and she literally did my first shot for me and love her love <laughs> you take shots right yes that is gaggy to me because <laughs> i take pills and yeah. pills are worse for you just in general um but kudos to you for that <laughs> have you gotten you. used to it yeah i've gotten so used to it i at first like it kind of sucked just because i was doing it in my stomach at first but now i do it in my butt and oh, you literally don't feel a thing because yeah. my ass is fat honestly honestly <laughs> no a lot of my other trans girls like they are they started on shots and then some are just going from the pill to shots because it is more effective yeah um also it's just really annoying to take your hormones every single day i think that's what led me to be kind of lazy with it yeah because like I don't know. It's just like a reminder every day, if that exactly. makes sense. Yeah, testosterone, you can do like a gel, but you have to put it on every day. Yeah. And like, that's exactly why I didn't do it. Yeah. I was like, it's literally it almost a, makes a reminder. you feel more dysphoric. Right? I was like, I just don't want to think about it every day. I would rather exactly. just do it once a week. Like, I, my shot day was today. I did it before I came. Period. And yeah. Now I might have to make the switch. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any advice for um, aspiring people who want to come out? Make sure that you are in a safe situation and yes. make sure that if you do come out, you have a support system behind yes. you. And I promise that you will feel so much better afterwards because you are being true to yourself and who you deserve to be. You deserve to be yourself and out and free and period. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm, that's basically the same for me. Just live your authentic self. And if the people around you aren't supporting, know that you can build a family. 
Um, family does not have to be blood. And I feel like a lot of the times people want it to be, but sometimes those people are just not aligning with you and mm. they don't deserve to. They don't deserve your time. They don't deserve your space. And if they're treating you crudely, you know, it's okay to take an exit from the situation and find somebody that will help you. I honestly find family in so many different ways than just my biological family. And I was fortunate enough to have a supporting family, but I definitely think that it's beautiful to create your own 100%. and create your own support system because it's never all negative, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there is hope in the end. Yeah. <laughs> So tying in with the same thing as advice, um, these are some fan questions we got. And I just want to read them over, give your advice, say what you need to, give an opinion. Um, but the first one is going to be tips on sharing coming out with your family. Um, like I said, make sure that you're in a safe situation. Um, like I literally texted my mom. Like You don't have to do it face to face. You could write a letter. You could do like it's I feel like it's so much easier yeah. to do that. And if you feel like that is your best way to communicate, then do it. I It definitely helped me. I don't think I would have been able to do it face-to-face. -face, and I'm glad that I did it the way I did. Yeah. I'd say don't be scared of your vulnerability. I obviously know that your vulnerability can be taken for advantage. And it can't be always taken the right way. But you have to start somewhere, you know? Yeah. And I feel, you know, if you've think they aren't supportive talk to somebody who you're close with and do feel comfortable with because it doesn't always have to be your family and maybe that friend you're talking to can build up confidence to finally bring it to the people that you are forced to be around <laughs> 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 tips on beginning hormones <laughs> um i'd say do it at your own pace it is a big decision and sometimes the effects are right. not reversible so yeah. you know pick wisely what you want to do but at the end of the day don't stress over it too much make sure to read about like health concerns and everything Absolutely. because like yeah like like no, i know with yeah. estrogen like uh i believe one of my mutuals jory just posted about this uh -huh. she's on estrogen and she stopped vaping because nicotine can like lower your estrogen levels i believe i think oh, i'm saying that correctly really? yeah and like with testosterone uh testosterone can thin your blood i believe I, or it's the opposite it can thicken i don't know one or the other but nicotine does one or the other as well so like mixing mm -hmm. them is just not it's not your best bet i literally went to the emergency room one night because i was so anxious that i had a blood clot because my mom has a blood clotting disorder mm. and I was vaping and I was taking testosterone and I just was getting so in my head that I was like gonna get a blood clot from like smoking and stuff. So it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. I would just, yeah, Absolutely. definitely do your research. Make sure yeah. you're safe. I guess what I wish I knew was some of the effects. Like I recently went through like a huge surgery, but I think what led up to that was this kind of side effects of my hormones yeah um so your potassium levels they skyrocket which is not good for um your liver mm -hmm. <laughs> um and that kind of excludes you from eating certain foods um some of the foods that i would eat on a daily mm -hmm. so you know make sure you know all the side effects because it could be really 
detrimental to the health of your body. Yeah. And this is your body at the end of the day. So make sure whatever you're putting in it is going to help you in the end. Yes. <laughs> make sure you're taking care of yourself because you can't be your truest, most authentic self if you are not healthy and taking care of yourself first. That honestly roots to feeling good in your body as exactly. well. Exactly. You won't get gender euphoria if you're not alive. So, like, <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> um, and the last question is, what helped you with self-confidence? I know you're talking a little bit of the things that led you to realize that you were trans, that you basically were finding out. Did any of that lead to your confidence? Yeah, like, I'm very fluid with myself. And so just being able to express myself in so many different forms and ways is just like so powerful to me and I it definitely just helps with my self-confidence that like just expressing myself in any sort of way not limiting myself Absolutely. definitely helps with my self-confidence because limiting yourself is only hurting yourself like I want to do anything and be anything and I will so. yeah for <laughs> sure is there anything you do to prevent limiting yourself um oh, that's a good question mm. <laughs> um, like not trying to like tell myself no I try not to I try to just throw myself out there and do the things like I I have very toxic masculinity honestly like in my sometimes I'm like I can't do that because I feel masculine and I'm like yeah. that's stupid mm -hmm. like why can't I wear a skirt because I feel masculine so right. then I'll put on the skirt because I'm like I'm literally I am gonna literally force myself to yeah. not adhere to those like standards that society Absolutely. throws at people dip into your impulsive decisions yes, honestly because exactly. sometimes I feel like impulsive decisions are the most authentic ones 100% some impulsive decisions aren't the best ones mm -hmm. but you know I think most of them are what is your gut feeling yeah so I feel like just listening to your gut is an important one for sure exactly it's like I definitely listen to my gut when starting hormone therapy my confidence has always been rooted within and I feel like I've just I've had the mindset that if somebody doesn't know about something, that they aren't one to judge. Mm -hmm. And that kind of leads into, if you're uneducated about who I am, why should I care about your opinion? You don't have the experience that I have. Exactly. You don't know the vulnerability it takes to go what I go through. Um, so I've always had that mindset of just, let me put the education in your face mm -hmm. and let me in a way use that to make you feel stupid because yeah. <laughs> I feel like once people feel stupid it leads to realizing you were mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah and I think from there we can jump to being accepting does that lead me to have to be the butt of somebody's learning experience yes but I honestly think there isn't any other way it would be, so you gotta kind of deal with the cards that are you've given. To leave it on a lighthearted note, we're gonna play a little game. It's called The Good, Bad, and The Fabulous. Cool. We're gonna get one topic, it's basically a word, and you're gonna name one good, bad, and fabulous thing that comes to mind immediately. Cool. <laughs> um, okay, so the first one is meditation. Good, relaxing, bad. I can't focus. F fabulous. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> fabulous. When I do focus, it's it's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good. I don't know. I've never had like a meditation feeling. I've never done it before. Yeah. I guess it's good that you can feel one with yourself. Um, bad. 
sometimes you can go a little too far and actually no i don't i don't I don't think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and uh, fabulous. <laughs> you know what? It's just a fabulous thing in general. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay. EDM. Is that like rave stuff? Yeah, it's okay. like rave music. Good because music and vibes like dancing. Um, yes. Bad because most of the time, lots of heavy drugs. And oh, fabulous because lots of the time, lots of heavy drugs. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so kidding. I do not do heavy drugs, I promise. You're like, wink, wink. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh. I made it worse. <laughs> they don't do I it. I do okay? not do drugs. <laughs> um, okay. Good. I'd say yeah, it's a it's like a, a fun experience that you can have with your friends at festivals. Yeah. Um, and I like it when the beat is good. That's what I will say. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I don't know what's going on. I like a little hyper pop beat. Um, I love me some hyper pop. Right. Um, bad would be, and this is so niche and specific, <laughs> but my uncle would play. <laughs> His EDM. He was obsessed with EDM. And we would have family vacations. We have like a timeshare together. And I would just get so annoyed with the EDM music. Like, <laughs> can we play something else? Yeah. I, I'm somebody who likes some like soul and R&B. And Raise all. Exactly. Oops. I'm like, how do I relax in this? Like, <laughs> fabulous. Um, it makes me feel fabulous. It makes yeah. me feel... Um, like hyper and fun and exciting without needing to be like on drugs yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> um ozempic okay ozempic being used for weight loss i okay i've only seen like one thing about this and okay. i just i isn't i'm pretty sure that's all around bad like i don't know yeah like are you like not supposed to do that and isn't that like medication that's for like diabetes like exactly maybe use that for that and not for weight loss i know it's a rumor so we can't like directly blame the celebrities that are using it yeah using it for legal purposes (laughs) (laughs) but why would you take away the resources for people with diabetes like aren't isn't that like slowly killing a population right (laughs) like i feel like that is just so it's just not selfless like it's it's very selfish i'd say that um i don't even want to say anything good good or fabulous about it like (laughs) weight loss like i don't know (laughs) okay um Having a dating rotation. Um, I've been in a committed relationship for two years, so I don't have a dating relationship. Period. So I would, or dating rotation. I definitely am in a dating relationship. Right, you're in a relationship. <laughs> okay, I'll go. Um, <laughs> uh, good for me. I guess the way I'm reading it for dating rotation um, would be like having some options. people lined up, yeah. like yeah. having options. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like that for any trans girl. Yeah, period. <laughs> because I feel like our options are limited at moments, and it makes me feel like I have to settle for the bare minimum, but I don't. Period. Um, so that's a good. Yes. A uh, bad. <sighs> I feel like it can get into a, like, a kind of toxic mindset. Like, I really hate hookup culture, and I honestly just want to feel like I get to know each and every one of you, and I feel like I can't do that with each and every one of somebody yeah but who knows might change in the future yeah fabulous um i love love i love 
seeing each other and feeling a good feeling and being in lust. Yes. Um, so yeah, that'd be a fabulous. I love that. <laughs> I'm very much a love person. I Really? Yes, I love love as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this last one is Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell cheating rumors. Oh my gosh, this do you know a lot about this? Yes, I, don't. I literally. Oh, I tell felt, me, please. I felt, I felt deep into the rabbit hole because apparently they're filming a movie. Cindy Sweeney apparently, like, I think she was engaged or something. I think they're not anymore. Glenn Powell has like a girlfriend or something. They were flirting, taking all types of weird pictures, like, no, all up on each other. And people are saying it was for the movie, like, like PR for the movie. But people are like, I don't know, it's bad PR. Like, cheating on your freaking husband is not PR. Yeah, what? <laughs> like, so strange yeah because it's like you are in a sense making people believe whatever that, that pr is like yeah. that is an authentic action that you are bringing to the world yeah so it's not a character thing it's yeah <laughs> real life and she like went on like family vacations with his family and stuff so strange <gasps> yeah so strange <laughs> yes Okay, well, I feel like good. Um, she's <laughs> yeah. r running these men. <laughs> she is, you know, uh, that good, is good the, PR apparently right. for the movie. Apparently, exactly. apparently, <laughs> a bad girl stabbed us. <laughs> uh, fabulous. There's nothing fabulous. <laughs> Well, thank you for tuning in to the first fabulous episode of Don't Ask Me That. And thank you so much for your vulnerability, for being here today. I really appreciate it. Of course. Oh. I'm so happy that you included me. I'm oh, so blessed to be. Who else? Yes. Like, I've been fangirling for so long. Ooh. It's about time we actually talk in <laughs> no, person. No, for real, for real. <laughs> Where can everybody find you? Everyone can find me on TikTok at Staple Your Mouth Shut and Instagram at Alex, A-R-Y-H. And I also am having a Pride pop-up June 3rd Ooh. in Beverly Hills. So right. you can find that link in my bio Perfect. on all my socials. I'm the same, um, Beyondre Mitchell. I think if you're watching this, you know where to go. But <laughs> B-E-O-N-D-R-E-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L -L is my Instagram. And TikTok yes. is B-E-O-N-D-R-E. -E. I wish it was that for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for all of the extra spelling. <laughs> Make sure to come back for episode two. And don't forget to follow, rate, and review. Don't ask me that. Wherever you listen to your podcasts. And subscribe to the Pass Your Bedtime YouTube channel for the full video and episodes, the visual, everything you can see. It's going to be here. All right, well, that'll call it for a week. I love you, dollies. I'll see you later. Mwah. <laughs>